Coming to you from the Underground Studio, this is the Sipping Social Podcast. My name is Mike Carl. I'm here with my boy and certified bourbon steward, Garrett Turnquist. Yo. We also have our stellar producer on the mic, Johnny. Say what up. What's up? We're here to dive into all aspects of the restaurant industry. We truly love what we do, and more so, we love talking about it. We're going to pour, sample, review anything you need to know about. Pour yourself a cocktail and join us on this journey. Let's Let's go. go. Welcome, guys. Uh, excited to be uh, sitting here with Johnny and Garrett and having you guys join us on this podcast. We got episode number 25 today, which is uh, awesome. I'm really excited for several reasons, uh, mainly because of the, the products we're going to be reviewing, but some of the restaurant news we have is really exciting and fun to talk about. But first of all, what are we sipping on today? I got the Makers 46, something delicious out of Loretto, Kentucky. Ooh. I have the Old Forester 1897 bottled and bond. little short pour over there? Yeah, just a little guy. <laughs> I didn't save room nice. for this Bardstown we're going to have. Johnny, what are you drinking? And I've got a, uh, you guessed it, Captain and Coke, but a little bit different today. Um, I have no ice cubes in the house. That's not true. Well, we did find out that's not true. We do have ice cubes in the house, but they are the fridge ice cubes, and I hate those things that come out of that machine. What's wrong with those? Yeah. It just, they taste, well, because Cloudy? I don't, you know, I think it's my own issue because I don't use them as much. Yeah. So they get filter. kind of that like nasty sort of like food taste to them. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like freezer burn taste to them. When's tastes the last like, time you taste like vegan ice cubes. Yeah. That's pretty much true. <laughs> it tastes like veg, frozen veggies. When's the last time you changed the water filter in your... Actually, we, we changed it a, a year ago, and I think you change it like every like three years or something like that. I think nice. you change it more than that. I'm yeah. sure the listeners want to hear all about that. Anyway, I think your ice tastes just fine. Well, but either way. You decided to go with uh, your own cube, right? Yeah. We have a couple cubes in the fridge. So that's Some whiskey what I cubes? The big whiskey cubes. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's got his like Captain... And Coke slash old fashioned <laughs> on a six ounce cube. on a six ounce whiskey cube. <laughs> it looks good. It looks we should good. have had like a lime twist in there. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers boys. boys. Let's have a good podcast. Have some fun. Talk about some fun stuff. I don't think we talk about it enough, but I do appreciate Johnny sitting at the table with us instead of at the little table next to us. I know. Well, see, the problem is nobody can see this because we have I, three. Just, I, we have I like, appreciate it. I know. I right, so why don't, why don't you do you want to talk about it? A little bit as far as people who are listening, John didn't always used to sit at the table with us, not to belittle anything that he does, but he had his own little like enge- yeah, I, engineer I, I, like setup. So what we sit at, we have we sit at a high top table, and I have my sort of folding table off to the sides mm-hmm. lower, about a foot lower. So I sit lower than everybody else, like kind of off right. in the corner. And when we have guests, it works well. And then when we have guests, it works perfect because yeah. I'm yeah, I'm off to the side. Um, but he graduated to the adult yeah, table. Yeah, I no longer feel like a little schoolboy. I feel like I'm right, you know, with you guys in the same level. So Banished at the good. kids' table over there. <laughs> so, we got some great stuff planned for 2020, guys. Uh, Sipping Social Podcast is going on the road to Michigan. Uh, local distillery. We're gonna do some fun stuff with them up there this summer. Uh, we're just starting to put together the the works on that. Really happy about that. We're probably gonna have our first repeat guest in All Star Bourbon. Hall of Famer. Did I say all-star? Yeah, he's an all-star. He's an all-star. Yeah. A bourbon Hall of Famer from Kentucky. I'm not going to say who. It's We're just teasing it. But we're going to have our first repeat guest, hopefully, uh, in May. And that'll be gives, exciting. I hope he gives me a Kentucky hug. Oh, now you know. Now you know. Now you know. Dang it. Uh, we'll cut that part out. <laughs> Check out the Instagram. Uh, we've been getting a lot more active on our social media. Garrett's been doing some fun stuff on Facebook. Uh, check out some of the bottles that he's posting. Drink some of the bottles that he's posting at his house. Or Don't drink out. the Infinity Barrel bottle yet, though. That's okay. not ready. 
that's the way you're doing your own? Yeah, I, I did one. I, have I posted we it talked today. about this? I posted it today. Oh, well, I didn't know that. That's okay. All right. So you posted it today, but when this comes out, it'll be two weeks from now. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, with any luck, there's some more added to it. But okay. the part of the problem is that I don't finish bottles. I open new ones. Are you keeping track of what's going in there? Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How Are big we, is this infinity the, barrel? It's a bottle. Okay. So it's a it's a three seven it's a a seven fifty of an old. Fitz. Explain to people what an infinity bottle would be. So I'm using an old Fitz thirteen decanter bottle. Beautiful bottle. Gorgeous. You can actually buy one at Binnie's for like thirty bucks. That looks pretty similar to it. Or you could just buy a sweet bottle and fill that up. Will yeah. it's actually a great bottle for that. As much as we harp on their bottle size. So what I do is that when I have about an ounce or two left in any bottle, the hard part for me is not you know dumping the rest of it into my glass to drink it. So I uh, measure it out and pour it into this bottle, and I just mix all these different bourbons together or rice. Right now, I'm just doing bourbons. And so I mark like how many ounces per product, and then I bet like a, I'm not, I don't know, maybe a quarter to a third full of this bottle. Nice. Of random <clears throat> random bourbon. that. And now so it'll I, be I finished by like next week with the, the yeah. rate that you drink? <laughs> no, but the problem is I'm not finishing the bottles. I'm only opening new ones. I got gotcha. you. So, you, you know what would have been cool is if you like predetermined how big a label would be on that bottle and oh, you yeah. wrote all those things on like a piece of paper and then like glued it to it and it'd be like this. That's not a terrible idea to yeah. do afterwards yeah. after I've put everything in there. Yeah, yeah. So then ideally what you do is that you drink from it and then you're continuously adding to it. Yeah. So, so it's always evolving. Correct. So that's why yeah. it's infinity. Like it never, it, the bottle should never go dry. Sure. Um, sure. So when do you start drinking your, or when do we start drinking your We'll start infinity? drinking it when it's about 80% full. Awesome. I definitely have two or three bottles I could bring to the table on that. So the other part of it is that it's bottles that I finish. So like it's like like kind of a, a culmination of things that I thought that were really good. So my bottles so, are no good to you? No, you should start your own. Okay. So we're drinking you? Yeah. Mm. Kind of like being inside that, that Maker's I, River. I knew, you, Maker's Lake. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> that is one of my favorite <laughs> funniest <laughs> conversations. Those guys, that was great. Uh, we got some uh, restaurant news going on. Local chain, pretty spread out in the Chicagoland area. Bar Louie is now bankrupt. 32 locations just closed. Yeah, that's a on lot. A, on a whim. Yeah. I mean, not on a whim, but like yeah. their employees didn't know they showed up one day and there's a sign on the door. Wow. Just a, cla- just a classy move. Well, I mean, there's two sides to look at it, right? One, if you tell them like two weeks in advance that we're going to close, people don't show up or they just start stealing. But on the other side, like call yourself like a family, you all work as a team, blah, blah, blah. Also, we're closed. It's kind of shitty. How does it work as like a franchise like that? Like, I mean, they wouldn't close a location that's like making bank, right? They wouldn't close like, say like the Naperville Bar Louis. probably, the whole whole thing is probably so far under that closing a couple wasn't going to help anything. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. closing 32 at once. I mean, if it was a slow decline where you just went down from your, like... Take the worst couple. Right. Keep your top 20% out. earners, cut the rest out. You know, you lose some uh, rent. You pay rent throughout the rest of the year. Hopefully, you stay afloat until you get back into the money. But, I mean, if you're closing all at once and, and you're closing up shop, you don't have any money to operate. Do do franchise, franchise you know, companies like that, they have their own, like, POS system where, like, all that information ladders up to the main corporate, you know, entity? Yeah. Or are they still doing the same thing of you know renting POS systems or buying POS systems per you know restaurants? You I'm assuming well, every, they're all every the place, same. Well, every place is different. Yeah, yeah but I would assume that if you're if you're a, oh, a chain like that, you well, yeah, all a use chain the is same. going to be all integrated. You're yeah. using the same just to get yeah. the you buy the most. You sign contracts. You get Let certain them, IT. And uh, they can, they can all talk to each other too. So you, on one <clears> on one platform, you can see all 32 restaurants. Or, yeah. yeah, see go, all the data go, on them. Mm-hmm. Go from each one. Uh, check out the diff- all the different sales. So. Uh, sorry, Bar Louie employees. If you're looking that's, for a job, it'd be a real shame if you stopped at one of our places and applied. 
you, you guys hiring right now? I mean, I'll take talent. Okay. We're always looking for good people. Yeah. You got some distillery news, which... Another, more sad news. I mean, yeah. I don't ever, I'm not very excited when people close, because that means that people are out of jobs. But um, the Fox River Distillery closed up, closed their doors. In Geneva? Yeah, in Geneva. They're wow. right just east of the river on this... Any news or any uh, whispers as to what was going on? Or? On their website, it says that the, the the craft spirits laws have changed and it no longer allows them to be profitable. Hmm. I have no idea what that means. Is that from personal inter like interactions with them? I don't necessarily believe everything that they say, so I'm assuming that's just like a a front, a front to like we're figuring some stuff out. We can't operate right now. Yeah. Maybe we'll be open later. I tried hitting them up to to buy some barrels from them last second, but to no avail. Nobody responded or no no response yet. No response. That was yesterday morning. Well, that stinks. You know, we don't want anything local to to not succeed. It, no, it just in that. In the whiskey business, in the spirit business, it's competitive. You got to come with some good product, and uh, you got to know how to sell it. You really do. I think there's there's two parts to that, right? You have to make something worth people's dollars, mm-hmm. and it has to be priced properly. And then also, you have to be able to be like personal and open to like for anyone to come check it out. I think they started charging for tours, which I thought was kind of goofy. And then uh, the local, like if you're a local craft distillery regardless of what you make you're in competition with the other local craft distilleries in your area so it's pretty difficult to get picked up by a major distributor if they already have a local craft distillery in your area mm-hmm. so like between whiskey acres few blonde brothers chicago uh, distillery Cobol, chicago distillery yeah. i mean there's there's a lot of stuff around sorry a little established that are in you are competing against yeah. so if you're if you're the odd man out on that then it's tough to get picked up by a distributor if no one's distributing your stuff no one can buy it and yeah I think you have to give yourself a chance too, like when you're kind of like a local craft distillery in town and you have people that sort of like, you know, learn about you and you come to the place and it's just this like random sort of storefront with sort of no uniqueness to the space. Like you wouldn't just go there and like hang out and like, you know, have a few drinks or like have some, no, it didn't some other product. That, right? Yeah, they just, there was like a little counter there, you know. Did the walls all white too? The walls were like all super white. It was like light and bright in there. There was no sort of characteristic to the place. Yeah. So if you, if you don't even have that bringing people in, sort of like coming back. I mean, we went there once, right? And, and you thought yeah. to yourself, why would I ever go back again? Because there was nothing special about it. Right, yeah. Well, <clears throat> that's not a very good business model if people are leaving feeling that way uh, I, I will on the flip say side this. you did buy some bottles while you were there i did because you know you want to support support and yeah you know well and also i i that, that the, bennett, was good. The, the bennett mill bourbon those single barrels are legit i've good. enjoyed multiple times yeah and will continue to enjoy because johnny has a bottle on his back i almost i almost so. poured myself one today just for that reason and then i was like well i don't know maybe you can't buy another one so maybe we'll hang just on keep, to it for a little yeah, bit put that in the yeah. untouchable shelf the there juice is open nice it can be poured <laughs> <laughs> I was so close to opening a new bottle today. <laughs> All right, so we got a, uh, a customer question. Really happy about this because we love the, the interaction with you guys. Actually, should we call it a customer question? I think it's a listener question. Listener right? question. Yeah, she's a customer every once in a while. <laughs> she's a customer of, of someplace. Uh, but a listener question, Annie, one of our owner's sisters, sent us a lovely picture. And John, why don't you read what she uh All right, so she goes, guys. I've been enjoying your podcast. And no, thought said, it, it says guys, especially Garrett. Okay, she says, uh, I've been enjoying your podcast and thought I'd submit a question for your advice. My neighborhood spot, the Lowry in Minneapolis, just started offering whiskey flights. Are any of these good? What would you recommend to a novice whiskey drinker? And do you have any favorite Minnesota beers? Ooh, nice. Those are good questions. Let's talk about the, the flights. We're going to bring it up on our, our board up here and kind of go through some of the ones that we like. There's probably, what, like 12 or 13 flights up there? 
in a good range between scotch and whiskey. Yeah, and they're kind of blended around. There's some Irish in there. Yeah, but they're not like Irish flight or a scotch flight. It's right. kind of kind, mixed in Kind together. of mixes in. Yeah. What's the one that you think is the most enticing based on the price and uh, what you see on the, the list? The classic Kentucky, I think, is fantastic. That's probably the, that's probably the one that if I was going to get one, that's what I would get. It's Four Roses Small Batch, Michter's, Elijah Craig Small Batch, and Eagle Rare for 25 bucks. I don't know how many ounces you get on these. I'm assuming it's one ounce. Or a half ounce, but either way, twenty five bucks for those four—that's fantastic. That's really good. So you um, would not for the fifteen dollars more for the triple crown Kentucky. So that—that's an enticing question, John. Tell them what's in there. That's one, the one that caught my eye. So you get the Jefferson's Ocean, which is basically uh, aged at sea, aged at sea, on, on big shipping boats. Uh, Blanton's, everybody knows Blanton's. That stuff is if, if, they even, if they even have it. Yeah, there might be a cross through on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Angels Envy and Basil Hayden's. Yeah, I like that one better. I think Basil Hayden's is so boring that uh, they just threw that in there to, to put a fourth one on the spot. Hmm. I think if it was just those three for thirty bucks, that would be the that would be the winner. Oh, okay. that's interesting. Okay, yeah. that's um, a good way to look at it. I would even ask the bartender if I could just get higher pours of the other three, charge me the same amount, and nix the Basil Hayden. God, um, this guy's always all you always ask questions. dealing with gypsies over dealer. here. Always ask questions. They can always say no. That's true. What, what's worse? Um, and then the, the other one no? I thought was really cool was called the Adventure, the Yamazaki Japanese whiskey, Hudson Baby from New York, uh, Nikia Coffee Grain, which is impossible to find now. That, really? That whiskey is like in. I think it comes in the United States like three times a year. And then Larceny, which is the, cool. the which is like the, which is I would consider the throw-in on that one. But those first three are pretty difficult to find. For thirty-five bucks, I think that's totally worth it. The Aer Lingus First Class, Red Breast, Green Spot, Jameson Black Barrel, and Teeling Small Batch. All four of those are really solid Irish whiskeys. Totally agree on all four of those. Really solid. Forty bucks is, is 40 probably bucks. the top. Yeah, the top that I would pay for that. But that's that's coming from the knowledge of I know how much those bottles cost in Chicago. Right. So I mean, if I if you take that out of the equation, I still think that at ten bucks a pop, if you're getting one ounce pours of all those, that's a really good deal. I and agree. Aer Lingus. I'm assuming it's a Red Breast Twelve. Yeah, it's not the fifteen or eighteen. I don't. They don't. They don't. I would assume they could. Yeah, uh, use some more the, space and then put one in a two. Put a, 12, after put a twelve year in there. And let us know. Yeah, Johnny, what a, what's looking good up there to you? Um, is there a captain Rumpelman? The low, captain the low rider. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't see a captain uh, Rumpel Coors Light <laughs> up there. So for five dollars. Um, <laughs> The low rider I like too. So, the Templeton uh, Rye, Sazerac Rye, Wild no, Turkey Rye, and George Dickel Rye for twenty five. Solid, no, solid. Nothing's, Fantastic. Really, nothing's really making sense to me up here, so I'm gonna. <laughs> I would order that. I would order that one, and then we'd share that and just rip shots of those. Yeah. The high rider, opposite of one I just talked about, that's actually a fantastic deal. Angels, Angels Envy Rye, which we know is like $90 a bottle. Whistle Big Rye, which we know is like $70 a bottle. Basil Hayden Dark Rye, which is not that expensive. And Highway Rendezvous Rye. Yeah, Hayden's is that's 40, a, a 40 bucks. $45 bottle. Yeah. yeah. So for $40 for those four, that's, not a, that's a really good deal. There you go. Especially so, if you've never had. I mean, none of those things taste anything like each other, but just for the first two, the Angels Envy Rye and the Whistlepig Rye, I think it's worth. Well, you said something, something really interesting there. Like if you didn't even look at price, you just look you know, strictly at things that you've had, Garrett, that like you know taste different. Yeah. The high rider, like you said, might be an interesting thing because all those four different whiskeys taste different. Now, if you got something up you know, higher on the page that, I don't know, I'm not going to name anything because I'm you know, not 100% sure on what tastes all similar, but I would think that a Jefferson's Ocean, you know, maybe Angel's Envy and a Basil Hayden kind of taste similar. Yeah. And the Blanton's kind of like the outliner there. I mean, I don't know. Like They're all a little bit different, not to dive too deep. Yeah, those are just a little sweeter, though. That, yeah, you're like, right. They're all kind of sweet. Sure, yeah. but the Jefferson's Ocean has its own flavor profile. Blanton's a single barrel. Angel's Envy's aged in rum casks. And Basil Hayden's is lower proof, but heavy on the spice. Port. The port on the Angel's Envy, not yeah. the rum. 
but so just just kind of different but um these are i think that there's some good options up there and annie thanks for sending that in oh what was the second question Oh, any good Minnesota beers? Yes, Surly. Surly, 100%. Surly Brewing makes really good beers. They, I think they highlight on the darker beer side. They have some really good specialty dark beers, porters, stouts, imperial stouts um, that you should definitely take a look at if you like those heavier beers. Um, but I've had um, their, what's the Citra? Is it just called Citra Pale Ale? From Surly? Yeah, I yeah, think it's just I called it Citra my, Pale Ale. It's, that's, that's tasty too. So that's a good uh, American Pale Ale. One of the things I was a little bit disappointed to look at on that flight list was that there didn't seem to be anything local. Yeah, that is interesting, isn't it? Yeah, there's we know of several. Yeah, why? Where's Minnesota the, uh, local? Like where's the local Rock Minnesota, And what's the other one? Mammoth? No, not Mammoth. no. That's in Wisconsin. Yeah, or Michigan. Isn't there another one in Minnesota? What am I missing? I thought it was just Rocknar. What's that? Lowry's get get Rocknar on there. Yeah, Lowry's get your get your head out of your get ass. Some, get some local stuff in there. Really good uh, questions, Annie. Thank you so much for uh, bringing that on. Keep sending us some uh, questions and anything up there in Minnesota that we can uh, point you to or give you advice for. That'd be great. Let's talk about some beer. The beer we're going to review today is Bell's Hop Slam Ale. This is I'm one really of my excited. Favorite beers of all time. The main reason why we don't talk about it a lot is because it's seasonal and it comes out once a year and it's out for about three and a half to four weeks. Really? Oh, it's gone. Hmm. So if you see this, if it's still out when this podcast comes out and you see it, buy it. I got my six pack for $17.99 at Whole Foods. Well worth it. Oh, nice, Johnny. And you didn't even drop it into the can. (laughs) This is a double IPA, 10%. Uh, which is kind of a big boy. That's no uh, no light stuff over here for a beer. Uh, it is brewed with a certain flavor that makes it pretty unique uh, in the double IPA world because not a lot of breweries are doing it. But this beer has been around for a very long time. Every year is a little bit different. Every year it's really good. So get a nice big nose on it. Put your nose in there and get a nice big whiff. It smells really good. Yeah, it does smell good. I thought it going to smell more danky. It's that smooth. Yeah. Get that first sip out of the way and then go back for another one. So... It's got a great color. It's like a light amber. Mm-hmm. John, would you agree with that? Yeah. Light amber. It's, a, it's slightly cloudy. What percentage is this? It, it, 10. It, it feels it's strong. 10%? It's 10. It feels it's strong. 10%. It feels strong. It does it not feel like 10% to me. Really? You, to, you think it does? To me, I felt like it. Oh, I was going like six. No, it's it, it's a smooth to, drinking 10 percenter. For me, I think like the initial couple of sips, I kind of knew right away that this was probably like a one beer you know, kind of thing, kind of thing for me. I'm not gonna lie to you. You guys get the honey were, in there. When you were talking to me about it, I was immediately texting the rep for this and asking if he can send a barrel of it. Oh yeah, it's gone. Every year, I get at least one six pack of this when it comes out. I when I see. Why, it, why am I now hearing about it? this? Is your once a year six pack? Really? Yeah. That's just poor communication between some good buddies. Like twenty we talk all twenty time. year friendship. <laughs> we talk all you, the time. Listen, if I turned you on to all the good beer, there would be no good beer for me to drink. Well, no. Just you already have all the good whiskey. No, that's not yes, true. Yes, that, that is true. That's not true. John, back me up over here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Judging by the uh, bottle right, exchange. So th- this, but this is why we do this, though. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we I do this. I knew I was going to get shit at some, of that, some, some time for that. Yeah, the one that I brought was... was fantastic. Pr- fantastic. So good, I accidentally left it here. <laughs> oh, really? This is um, really good, dude. It's really good. But this is why we do this. We get to expand our knowledge together, and I apologize that I didn't bring this up, but we also don't get this on draft anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. you, I rarely see it on draft, and if it is, it's there for two days and it's gone. And when you come across a six-pack in, in the wild, definitely buy it. You think this is still out at, like, Binney's or your, your uh, beer it's bottle a, it's shop? It's at Whole Foods right now. 
Okay. You, they're, they're is that where you picked this up at? Yeah, that's where I got it. In the future, be like, hey, we're going to get that in. John and Garrett are going to come over. I'm going to order a pizza, whatever kind you want. The Grammys are on. We're going to watch that, and we're going to drink some of this beer. We'll get rid the bachelor. of it. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, that's true. That, that's might work out, that might work out a lot better. So this can says... John's already exhausted. And it, I know. I'm like, I'm like totally like zoned out on your fucking conversation over there. I was inviting you to a party, and well, you were already... In my place. Well, I'm trying to like, like All right, describe discover the can. this beer. Des- describe the can. No, it just, I'm just, it just says, an exceptionally aromatic blend of hops combined in this balanced interpretation of double IPA style. Best enjoyed as fresh as possible. And do you know how long ago this was canned? I'm guessing within three weeks. I don't. 20 days ago. Nice. Ooh, awesome. Which is I great. Would, I, I, just, I just barely make it. Yeah. It's awesome. I would give this a <laughs> 7.5. <laughs> it's okay. Give it. Just do it. Johnny, okay. Johnny. Just, just an average rating for me, a 7.5. Johnny, 7.5. Yeah. I'm going to give this beer a 9. Boom. Garrett, um, what do you got? As far as label goes, I'm giving it a 2. I think it's kind of a dumb label. Really? I think the, the the guy being crushed by the hops is silly. Okay. Um, I think that we've seen so much cool beer can and bottle artwork that this is like not the great. The juice inside, insane. It's incredible. Insane. I would buy as much as a store had, and so you'd rather buy everything they have, and then just let this sit in your fridge. No, it would be gone in three weeks. Yeah. Terrible yeah. Decision. Then terrible rather decision. just buy a six pack and let other people enjoy the other six fresh pack I'm immediately. Not, I'm not against hoarding stuff that I really like. <laughs> okay. If I could buy a case of Cesarek Raya Vinny's, I would. Okay. I'm gonna give this a eight 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 nine. No eight nine. Bell's Hop Slam Ale. Garrett gives the packaging a two. Um, but the juice inside is worth. But the juice every is dollar. so good. Thanks for bringing that, Mike. Yeah, absolutely, Johnny. I appreciate it. All right, here's our whiskey review for the day, guys. Um, Really excited about this. Brand new to the area. This is going to go quick. It's not cheap. We have history with this company. Gary, you want to talk about that a little bit? This is the first bottle, I think, that you've brought for the whiskey. Oh, nice. Which is very exciting for me. That's cool. I mean, I've got a laundry list of things that I've always wanted to bring on here. And when you told me that you wanted to bring this on, I was like, absolutely send it. So cool. Um, so Bardstown Distillery, we've done some, we did a, an entire review of three of their products. I think that was maybe one of the drunkest I've ever left here. Because <laughs> all those things were at bottle proof or barrel proof. So this is their newest, which is a sourced juice from Tennessee that spends 18 months in prisoner wine Pinot Noir barrels. What? So anyone who knows wine, Prisoner was a fantastic producer of wine, in, especially in the Pinot Noir region. And then uh, he sold out. He sold his product to another company. They took, they took it over, and then he had a cease and desist for wine for eight years. Eight years has now passed. The guy who created Prisoner is now able to make wine again. He's got a product called Eight Years in the Desert, some other stuff too. So for 18 months, these guys have taken... Which is incredible that Bardstown is sourcing alcohol because they're like the leader in sourced bourbon. So they source it from Tennessee, so we can all assume where that came from. The Prisoner is a fantastic wine. I know that that you were mentioning a little bit earlier. So it's a red blend, okay, that has Cab Sauvignon, Petit Syrah, Syrah, and Charbonneau in it. This is a $40 bottle that everybody goes absolutely nuts for. Absolute bonkers. So we didn't... 
release this, and we didn't actually talk about this, but we had a podcast lined up to do a Christmas like gifting review. The Prisoner was the wine that I was going to talk about mainly because it's the perfect gifting wine. It's not a, it, it, it's not cheap. It's forty bucks, thirty nine ninety nine at Mariano's. But everybody that I've ever seen or witnessed drink it says this is the best red wine I've ever had. Mm. It's that good. So $40 is clearly expensive for yeah, wine. for wine. So we have our Barristown Bourbon Company aged in that barrel, these French oak barrels that they, the prisoner provides. I can't wait to try it. This is new to the market. The bottle for this bourbon is going to be expensive. It's probably going to be about 150 to 160 at Binnie's. Yeef. Yeef is right. I wouldn't recommend necessarily buying a bottle of this based on the price because it's new. And it's, try it it's, first. Try it first. Go to a bar that has it for a $20 pour. I would say is twenty twenty two. Who's having it for 22 I got it for 22 Come to the Burger Social. I want to have it for $22 a pour. The color of it. Let me know when you're looks, going. I'll go with you. looks really unique. Doesn't that look unique for... It's super dark. Really dark. But you definitely see that redness. Yeah, from, that, that red hue yeah. from, the, from the Cabernet or yeah. from the barrels. And let's talk about... It's 100 proof. We say that? And no. then... So it's 100 proof, but we don't know how long the... Oh, so it's a nine-year-old Tennessee bourbon. So it's got some good age in the oak. So probably it's 10, if we're going to be honest. It's probably <clears> 10, and then... So it's probably a 12... It's probably closer to a 12-year whiskey, because it's been about 12 years in a barrel. And this is going to be the first sip that I've had of it. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thanks for bringing this, dude. I hope is it's it? good. It smells good. It's good. The second sip over there, Johnny? My boy Matt Brown. No, on the first, it it's good. good. If you don't taste wine on that, I don't want to be your friend anymore. There's a lot of tannins, yeah, in there for sure. There's there's some good like um, baking spices that are different than it's, the. Than it's interesting you say tannins because a lot of times when you're making whiskey, you're trying to get rid of those tannins. Right. This holds on to it. Yeah. Well, it's not even incorporating new ones. Right. It's good. It has really good flavor. I'm not gonna lie. It has a little bit more heat for 100 proof than I thought it was. I don't know if it was the way that I sipped it or the amount of beer that I've had prior to this. How did you sip it differently than normal sipping it? I don't know. Not quite sure, but it, it just seemed like it had some, some oomph to it. I think it smoothens out after like the first couple sips. Yeah, I think you need another sip. Yeah. The third sip, the second sip, I, I, I was agreeing with you, the third is like really smooth. Yeah, it I've does had, have really good flavor too, man. Really good flavor. Yeah. I love Cabernets, and I'm definitely getting that in there. It is really good, and I love Petit Syrahs, too. Is this a bottle that I would buy for $150 to $160? Probably not. I would gladly pay $20 or $22 for a pour at a bar to enjoy it. I'm going to give this an 8 out of a 10. The flavor is really good. I'm just not sure for what what it's up against in the whiskey realm in that price range. Yeah. If I would throw my buck fifty down on this compared to something else, uh, yeah, I didn't go with you on that one too. I like port finish bourbon. Like I like Angel's Envy. I like the the Bowman and yeah. the Isaac Bowman. I think that one's really good. Traverse City. Traverse City's right. Can you throw the Breckenridge port in there too? Breckenridge, oh, absolutely, absolutely. That's yeah, maybe that one of the best really old good. fashions I've ever had. Yeah. Um, and even uh, Boondocks is a fantastic port finish, but this one is I want to say it's smoother than all of those. I'm not quite. It's a much higher it's, price it's, point. It's, it's though. hard to, it's hard to say. It's hard to keep the price point like away from the, the palette of it. This right. is smoother than all of those things. Right. Is it worth ten dollars more a pour? I don't know. I think it's it's very. I'm really happy to drink it right now, though. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I, I'm feeling great so about I'm it. So right I'm gonna now. give it. I'm gonna give it a eight. Cool. 
I think it's oddly smooth after like the second or third sip of it. I feel like it doesn't have a lot of like vanilla or wood forward and it, more of the cab forward. Way which, more. Which makes it unique though in a way. Way more cab forward afterwards. Yeah. Right? You don't you don't get like sort of the typical well, and you shouldn't because it's, Caramely, it's, it's been, soaked. Sort of van- it's been yeah. soaked in that barrel know. for so long it's that you to ex- lose all it, those vanilla. And it's caramel. tough to explain right now, on, on, you know, on the go. But like, I like it, but I don't. I don't know how to. I hate to do this on the podcast, but I would get another pour uh, somewhere else and, and really taste it with a fresh palate because we've had like a few things tonight. That that is an issue. And mm-hmm. give it another go because mm-hmm. I f- I feel like it's got more to it than we're sort of tasting right now. Um, more complexity. Yeah. That we're not really getting right now. It's tough to follow this up. Obviously, we're splitting these videos up. Right. And it's tough to, to talk about what we talked about previously without incorporating it. But we just had a 10% hop slam from Bells. Yeah. I'm not saying that that dampened the palate, but right. it, it changed what I thought this was going to taste like. Yeah. I think it gave it like a harshness because my palate hadn't adjusted. Yeah. Or I didn't reset it properly, which is obviously my fault. But I, I not, think not, I, not to. I, I think if you come home after work and yeah. you pour this and you it's, have yourself it's one of these, it's going to be freaking delicious. It's going to be totally different. Yeah, it'll be it'll be fantastic. I'm more curious what this is going to taste like in two weeks from now, after we open the bottle. Ooh, maybe we keep it on the back bar and revisit it. Yeah, awesome. So we'll do two whiskey reviews. Still yeah, a good review. A Still a good review. Yeah, absolutely. very unique. And uh, based on what it is, uh, I'd come by the Burger Social and get a pour. Yeah, awesome. I would. Cool. Maybe a one ounce pour. Yeah. <laughs> Those out there? Do you got any point seven five pours? <laughs> sure, it's uh, full price for you. <laughs> First of all, we'd like to thank all of our listeners, families, and friends that support us throughout this. We couldn't do this without you. Subscribe to us on iTunes and check out exclusive content at our website, SippingSocialPodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook. If you like this podcast, tell your friends about us. A huge thank you to our producer, John, in the Underground Studio. A shout-out to our boy, Johnny Perona and Davenport Ed. That's the rockin' music you're hearing in the background. Thanks again, and we look forward to the next cocktail with you. Johnny, does sound good? What you this, got? This guy picked Kansas City over a hometown hero. Oh, boy. Jimmy Garoppolo's from East Illinois. Illinois. He's from Arlington Heights. Eastern Illinois, bro. Kittle, Kittle's an Iowa guy. So San Fran it is. Did you go to Iowa? Yeah. Yeah. How long? One. <laughs> One what? Year. Okay.